The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamperin and Phil Golfi. Gentlemen, good morning once again. We continue our physical disting, distancing escapades. Uh, I miss seeing you guys. Yeah, no kidding. I, I know. I miss him. I miss coming to the studio. What? what? Uh, <laughs> one day soon, we'll... You're always yelling at us for, for being late. <laughs> we're, we're not late anymore. That's right. Yeah. One day soon, we'll all be back uh, in the studio again. We'll have, uh, we'll have a great show. Not that we're not having a lot of fun doing this, because there's a lot of great things to talk about. Some some things are not so great, considering what is happening in our world. But we do have a lot of things that we're going to touch on today, including a new RBC economics report that says the pandemic is a temporary blow to Canada's housing market. We'll also talk about three luxury condo projects in downtown Toronto that are going into receivership. And uh, in a matter of seconds, we'll get into the March statistics from the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington. But don't forget, if you are buying or selling, yes, there are still people that are doing that in the real estate market. Go online to robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Remember, Golfi gets it sold. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Like them on Facebook. Check them out on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. And if you haven't done so already, uh, we know we have a lot of time on our hands nowadays. Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast is available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you are sitting at home or driving around today and you have a question for the Golfie team, real estate related, whether it's COVID-19 related or not, send us an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com and recommend some topic ideas that you would like us to uh, chew on on a future episode. All right, let's begin with the Realtors Association of Hamilton, Burlington. Uh, March statistics for 2020, 1,098 sales in March 2020. Sales up 10% over February, down 3.1% compared to March 2019. And the average price for residential properties increased to $658,000, which is up 1.8% from last month and up a whopping 14.5% from March of 2019. So those numbers seem very positive. Yeah, it um, it just, you know what, the, the market was strong going into uh, into March and, uh, and, I, and, and, I, and it's still, the prices are still holding in, in the last two and a half weeks of March uh, and sales, you know, I mean, like everybody was in the group, like, I mean, like we're talking the height of the market was going. So a lot of people sold. So now that the people that sold, they have to buy and the people that bought, they have to put their houses up for sale. So a lot of people got caught in the middle of this whole pandemic. 
and uh, and that's what's keeping the market going for the month of March. Now the real the real story we'll find out is April, but uh, but yeah, no, it it shows strong numbers for March, uh, Rick. A couple of co- uh, quotes or comments from the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington President Kathy Delanebia. She says, quote, uh, January and February saw increases in sales and new listings as well as average price. For March, there was growth at the beginning of the month. However, COVID-19 infiltrated our communities mid-month and slowed activity in the latter half. And she goes on to say, our realtors work to be a part of the solution in the fight to flatten the curve, all the while servicing clients who are in great need of their assistance we're seeing the impact on our market activity and expect to continue to see a slowing of the market as our communities focus on this unprecedented fight and you mentioned it rob april might might be uh we might see some unprecedented declines in april yes uh, i i think the true numbers will come out uh uh the effect like in april with this uh with this virus that's uh, happened to us and and uh you know what we'll 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 find out towards the end of the month or even the first two weeks of April. There's no doubt about it that, uh, that the sales are going to decline. The only sales that's keeping it strong right now are the people that have to buy and have to sell because they, they have already got a commitment going on. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find that out. Must be frustrating though, as, uh, as a realtor, because it seemed like, uh, March was really going gangbusters and then the pandemic hit. Yeah. yeah it was, if you, if, yeah, if you go back and, and, you know, I was just reviewing some of the, our, our most recent shows prior to the, you know, prior to the pandemic setting in and, and, and hitting us. And, you know, we were very positive and, and, you know, we were very optimistic. I think, you know, my dad, Rob has even said, he goes, this is going to be like our 2017 market. We were experiencing, you know, the multiple offer situations, you know, the days on market was down, the inventory was down. Um, and things were moving quickly, and, and and now it's you know you kind of throw every forecast out of out, out of the you know out of the water, and, and you you just take a step back and reflect as to what's what's going on right now. So it's we were we were moving and rocking at the beginning of March, you know, and uh, and we just came to a, a you know a halt. And for everyone, anyone who needs the proof, just look at the year-over-year statistics from March 2019 to 2020. Average sale price, and this is all residential, in Burlington from 2019 to 2020, March to March, there was an increase in sale price of $104,000 to $843,000. In Hamilton, that uh, price increase was $84,000. And Philip, you mentioned average days on market in Burlington it really declined. It went from 26 and a half yeah. days in 2019 to 11.8 days in 2020 in March. And in Hamilton, the same thing, 31.4 days, average days on market in 2019 in March, down to 21.1. So uh, how frustrating is it that <laughs> it seemed to be motoring along and then all of a sudden, bam. Yeah, so so every single year we prepare for March as our busiest month of real estate in the, out of, uh, in the entire year. You know, this is this is the month that we prepare to work. You know, sixty-hour work weeks. No one's taking vacations. This is, you know, this is our that's that's our month to you know to to be around and, and have to service our clients every single day. And it, it's nonstop. It's it's like you're you're working you're working just nonstop. Your phone's always going. Um, and and it was just a weird dynamic as to when we you know when we come out of the when we come into the new year, we always you know January you get your feet wet. And then, and then it starts to pick up February. Then March is, is kind of when you're in, in the groove and the thick of things. And it's just, 
that, you know, we didn't get that this year, right? It, w- it wasn't like that at all. So it's a weird, it's definitely a weird dynamic, um, something that, you know, you know, in our industry, no one's used to. Um, and, I, and I know I can speak for myself, but and speaking for all realtors, I, I, I think they would say the same thing. It's March, March is usually the top, the top selling month. Um, and, and that's, you know, the midst of our, our selling season. So all uh, residential home types are up, whether it's apartment style, townhomes, but just focusing in on the detached segment in Hamilton and Burlington, the average price in Burlington last year at this time, $944,000. That went up by $135,000 to uh, $1,079,000. And detached home prices in Hamilton in March of 2019 was sitting at about $572,000. That jumped to six. Sixty-three, an increase of ninety-two thousand dollars, and when you break it down by neighborhood, uh, sales kind of slowed or flatlined in uh, a variety of neighborhoods. Whether it was Hamilton West or East or Center, even up on the mountain, but the sale price all went up. Up in the West, up in Hamilton East, an increase in Hamilton Center, up on the mountain, uh, higher in Ancaster, Stony Creek, Burlington, Grimsey. The house price, uh, average house price in all those segments, all went up. Uh, and when you look at the top five, uh, with Burlington kind of, you know, uh, out of the mix, Hamilton Mountain, still the most popular in the number of sales, followed by Stony Creek in second, Hamilton Center in third, Hamilton East in fourth, and Ancaster in fifth. So people were still buying homes in March, maybe not to the degree that they did in March of 2019, but the sale price was continuing to go up. Do we see that price leveling off, knowing that the activity is going to be leveling off here? I, I, I personally think um, maybe not in April, but I think we're going to have a little bit of a boom and then it's going to settle back quickly. Like it's going to, we're going to have a spike and then, and then it's going to settle back quickly, quickly uh, uh, to a, a, a normal level just because there's going once we are able to come back and everybody's open to, you know, go back to work and everything um, that's when you're going to see an influx of, uh, buyers but you're going to see more sellers out there so that's where there's going to be a spike in in movement of uh, real estate and it and my 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 gut feeling is i think we're we're going to be quarantined for maybe another two to four weeks and um and it it may may is going to be the big month may is going to be the big month uh that most people are going to either jump in and uh do something here's the thing how many people are sitting at home right now and spending, you know what I mean, what, spending 18 hours of their day at home and just thinking, you know, you know, thinking about a move or thinking about, you know, somewhere they, somewhere else they want to be. Like, like sometimes real estate sales and real estate moves come out of complete boredom. And that's, that's what might happen when we get out of this thing. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of ripple effects that, that are going to happen, you know, some that we don't even know or, or aren't even thinking of, that when we get out of this, this situation, there's going to be massive ripple effects and, and real estate might be one of them where, where people are saying, you know, we just spent 18 hours a day in this house and we didn't use our basement or we didn't use three of three of our four bedrooms. You know, what do we need this space for? It's way too big for us. Those people are going to downsize. And then you're going to have the other people who, who are living at home and they have, you know, three bedrooms and they got four kids and it's, it's mayhem in there. And they're going to say, you know what? I can't do this anymore. We need a bigger house. And, th- and those people are going to want to, go find something bigger. Like 
you know, there's, there's going to be a ripple effect in every single industry when we come out of this situation. And real estate might be one of them where people are going to be, you know, people are sitting at home and, and, and might already be planning their move right now the other- for when we get back to normal. The other thing to consider is nine months from now, there might be a massive baby boom and homeowners and parents might be thinking, we need to upsize. So we'll, we'll keep a tab on that. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about three luxury condo projects in downtown Toronto going into receivership. What does that mean? Well, we'll tell you when we come back here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio. On the line, we have Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime, whether you're buying or selling or just thinking about getting into the market either way. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Even in this wild market and uh, crazy scenario we find ourselves in, don't forget, Golfie gets it sold. RobGolfie.com is the website website to go to. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. Questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, we'll talk about a new RBC economics report that says the pandemic is a temporary blow to Canada's housing market. Uh, I want to ask you as well, just before we get into this uh, luxury condo project in Toronto that uh, has gone into receivership, If uh, I'm sure you're still getting calls and emails and, and tweets or messages on Instagram, whatever the case is, from prospective clients to say, you know, I'm thinking about selling or I'm in the midst of a sale uh, or or uh, I'm thinking about buying and or, or moving to another city or I've lost my job, what do I do? Uh, what, what are you telling some of the people out there that are reaching out to you in terms of what they should be doing? Um, yeah, Phil, yeah, you go, go ahead. ahead. It, it, yeah, so it's a case-by-case basis, Rick. And, and our message, you know, some people are reaching out and, 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 you know, it's, hey, listen, how much is my house is worth? Are you able to give me an evaluation? you know, through a, through a Zoom meeting or, or, or just online. And, and those ones are easy. Um, those ones are convenient. And then other people will reach out to us. And what we're advising people is, is you know, unless there's a, a, a dire need to people, we're, we're trying to be as cautious as we can, um, you know, and, and making sure that our meetings are safe. But every it's a case-by-case basis. Like, like my dad had mentioned before, it's people that have purchased already that need to sell, people that have sold already that need to purchase. And, and not just that, it's, it's people that, you know, are renting, right? People, people need homes, right? So people that are, that are currently need, needing a place to find, we're helping them and assisting them and, and finding rental properties or, or, you know, people that, that have a, a vacant property, we're helping them lease it out as well. So it's, it's a complete case by case basis. Um, for us, it, it's, it's been business as usual. 
I mean, we've we've completely adapted our services to be virtual. Um, we're we're in, you know, if a buyer's looking to buy, we'll we'll do a lot of buyer consultations over the over Zoom, or or if somebody's looking to sell, we'll, we'll do our listing appointments and presentations over over uh, virtually. But other than that, it's 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 we're we're you know we're continuing to operate the best we can. Um, like I said before, we've adapted our services to be able to show our listings virtually. We've created a uh, we have you know, beautiful pictures, but on top of that, we have 4K virtual tours that are unbelievable that show, you know, features of, of the home, all the upgrades, the, the layout inside the house, as well as the, the neighborhood and, and some of the features and amenities that are that are around that current home. And then we've adapted one of the, the we've always done those tours, but they, they've become increasingly popular during this time. And then one of the other things that we've adapted to and we've, we've added to our, our marketing platform is that we have a, a what's called a Matterport program, and the best way to describe this is it's a 360-degree dollhouse-style video that's completely interactive, so you can click through the entire home and see every single corner of the home. It gives you a very good idea, allows you to to to, to walk through and view the entire house in in vivid detail with you know a very good quality uh, framework to be able to see the property and in, in, in inside the home. So what we're finding is a lot of people are using those platforms and those things to be able to see houses. Now, in the end, we still find that people still want to go view them, but they have done all their research where it's like, you know, people have made up their decision, you know, 98% of the time prior to even going to look inside the house. And, and, and they're basically just coming to verify everything that they've seen. So, you know, we, we continue to adapt to what we're experiencing, but with that being said, it's, it's, you know, it's it's not the same, but it is the same. In saying that, are are because you've laid out such a brilliant kind of image in terms of what is available and and how the golfy team helps clients uh, either move or 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 buy another home. Are are private sales pretty much dead in this current reality? Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I would say so. They're not they're not they're not adapting to the uh, uh, as quickly to any updated technology. Um, uh, again, they don't have. Uh, a realtor uh, promoting their property um, virtually or anything like that. So, so they don't have uh, they don't have that uh, uh, comfort of somebody uh, supporting them to get their house exposed to the open market that that is looking. I'll give you an idea, Rick. Yeah. On any given on any given listing, the tools that we use to be able to present that listing are tens and thousands of dollars. Whether it's from you know, the cameras that we use, the drone, the Matterport camera, and then, and then on top of, you know, the exposure that we put into marketing, it's, it's, the equipment is tens of thousands of dollars that, that we use to be able to present these listings. For, for a person to go on and, and, and do a private for sale for themselves, it's, one, it's, I, it wouldn't be safe. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it, but, but on top of that, it's, it's, you can't compete with, the, with the, the platforms that the real estate agents are using um, to be able to present and market your listing and make it make sure that you're you're you know it's a virtual experience. It's just and, and that's and and that's you know these these it's going to continue to adapt and change that way, right? Where long after this pandemic ends, that's what it's going to be. That's what's going to turn on you. We we've always talked about you know are people going to buy real estate virtually? Even when we go back to when we first started the show, I, I remember we've talked about it a couple times on those topics, and I kind of you know. I kind of said, I don't know if people are going to do it, but, you know, we, we kind of went back and forth on it. But now, this, you know, there's always a breaking point or a changing point 
that has to happen where people, where things change faster, right? Like things are always changing, but there's something that happens in the environment or in the industry where, where, where things change rapidly. And this is one of those times where, you know, not just our, like obviously it's a real estate show, so we're going to talk about how it's going to relate to us, but it's going it, it, to, as we come out of this, a lot of industries are going to change rapidly and, and ours is one of them. Yeah, we've really fast forwarded uh, a few light years into the future with, you know, virtual tours and the like. I, I know they were around, but now they seem to be obviously more the norm with, with physical distancing and the like. But once, whenever that date is, once we are back to normal, do we see this as kind of a new normal or will things go back to the way they were or, or maybe somewhere in well, between? I'll, I'll, yeah, like I'll, I'll share you some of our stuff. Like, you know, with our Matterport camera, the, the dollhouse kind of click through that I, I have mentioned, like we've adapted this. Like this is something that we're not going to get rid of when we go back to normalcy. This is something that we're going to, it's going to be a part of our marketing package and part of our plan that every single listing we do and every single listing that we put onto the market, you know, from here on out, it's going to have that, right? People are going to, and that's just the way our new generation is. That's what, that's, that's what it's going to be is, it's going to become more and more virtual. People aren't going to want to meet. People are going to say, hey, listen, we went three, four weeks without having to have a meeting. Why can't we just, you know, have Zoom calls? Think about how many companies out there or businesses out there that aren't going to meet for weekly team meetings anymore. They're just going to do a Zoom call because they, 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 they found how productive it was. And, and you know, what, they're able to oper- operate flawlessly from home, right? Like, there's things that people are going to adapt to their business that they learned about their business that they didn't know before. And maybe because it was, you know, maybe people were just, you know, traditional and, you know, too afraid to make the change. But there's meetings that, you know, there's there's meetings that I'm a part of that I I hope that we continue this Zoom, uh, these Zoom uh, interactions and these Zoom meetings, right? And I think it, it it's way more productive. Think about how how much time you waste just driving to and from a meeting, and then. You know, there's there's hours and hours in a day that you can be way more productive if you're not driving around and, and, and going to those meetings. So, you know, there's certain meetings that are, are in certain companies that are going to completely adapt to a virtual environment and continue to do this. But, you know, like I said, there's going to be some people that will be will still stay traditional and, and go back to the normalcy of the way they operate their business. But I think with that being said, it's, you know, this is going to change a lot of things and, and, and in terms of operations as well. This will definitely have an impact on more so commercial real estate than than residential real estate because companies might find that, hey, uh, you know, employee A, B, C, D, E, and F don't really need to be here. They can now work from home. They've proved it. We're going to now downsize, and this might have a, a, a ripple effect uh, in the in the commercial real estate market. Yeah, well, like, what about the companies that, you know, let, let, let's just face it, every single company is in PR in one way or another. What about the companies that are just using COVID-19 as a cop-out to lay off 150 employees? Or the companies that, you know, did lay off 150 employees, reduced their costs, and were still profitable and productive, right? Are those people going to come back and and be given their job back? That's what's the scary part is. is It's an opportunity for these companies to learn about their business and find out ways how, how to be more productive and be more profitable and and, you know, achieve greater results while still having a good customer and client experience um, in, in their workplace. So it's just, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of different scenarios out there and a lot of different things that people are trying to pinpoint as to, you know, what it's going to be. Even as we read through this RBC report, it's, it's, people don't know where home prices are going to go. People, you know, people don't know what, what there's no trend that 
there is to adopt or follow after this pandemic. There's zero. There's nothing that we can go off of. You know, we we, we saw the Spanish flu that was what a hundred years ago. Like, there's no trends that we can we can we can use or or, or base our economy off of. So, I mean, it's going to be super interesting as we we get out. We certainly are uh, flying blind in terms of when this is all going to end. But one thing is for sure, if you are buying or selling a home, check out Rob Golfie. Remember, Golfie gets it sold. RobGolfie.com, and you can call them at 905-575-7700. Let's switch gears to this topic. Three luxury condo projects in downtown Toronto going into receivership. The developer, Crestford Group, has been placed under court-ordered receivership following a claim by creditors that the company failed to pay construction trades and hit its precarious financial standing from investors uh talk about a gut punch who wants who wants to jump in on this one <laughs> oh sorry i thought we were <laughs> sorry um yeah no i i read that article uh rick and i i think uh that has nothing to do with the covid 19 no, no so th- this developer probably overextended themselves i think they had three projects going at the same time simultaneously in in toronto and uh, and I don't know what's happening, but I, I think there, you know, there's a lot of condos being built. People, lenders are lending money because they've they you know a lot of a lot of development's been happening, and and there's a boom in the condo market in Toronto. And and I think this guy probably mismanaged uh, money in a certain uh, way. Just if when you read through the article, um, but yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see you know. Um, things coming out more now because of the fact uh, if there's shutdowns, like construction, like if anybody is uh, living on the edge financially in any kind of development, right. They're, they're going to crush. They're going to be crushed in this uh, uh, pandemic. But, uh, but this I think started happening um, in January with this uh, company, uh, Rick. So what uh, what happened? They were going under receivership. What happens with uh, people's deposits? Well, I, I, I read there, and it says they're um, a guaranteed to get their $20,000 deposit back um, through, um, um, ter- uh, uh, what do you call um, it's that, um, I'm forgetting in the insurance company. Terry on. Terry on, but I thought Terry on was up to 40000 so um, I'm not sure if that's a misprint in the paper, but, uh, but they would get their deposit back to a certain maximum amount. Now, what happens there is, uh, they may have to wait for their deposit. Um, it, it could be six months to a year before they get it back because they have to file for it. And then after that, the, the developer, um, he will be personally on the line for uh, whatever insurance company had to pay out for everybody. So uh, unless he files personal bankruptcy, but they will personally go after him um, because of, uh, uh, you know, everybody having to get their deposit. Now, he missed... He misappropriated funds, trust funds uh, of people's deposits. So I don't know what happened there. But there was a lot of um, money uh, uh, put in places where they shouldn't have done it. And so that maybe they knew they were going to lose and they uh, probably wrote checks to themselves. I, I don't know. But but you're going to hear a few of these happening in the next six months, uh, no doubt, Rick. We only had- yeah, we were hearing about we were hearing about some of them. You know, some you know, you take it closer to home. We heard about a couple of properties and condos going to receivership in a in a good market, right? In a in a fast moving market. So, I mean, obviously, you don't you don't want this to become the new norm. But I, you know what I mean? I, I don't think they're going to be the first ones. 
Yeah, and they, they probably won't be the last. And, and what I can say is that I'm sure there's other developers here, and we're just going to take a commercial break in a matter of seconds here, but there are probably other developers who are sitting on the sideline to see what happens with these projects and are probably you know licking their chops thinking, uh, hey, this is an opportunity and I'm going to jump in on this. When we come back, we're going to talk about an RBC economics report that says the pandemic is a temporary blow to Canada's housing market. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. We're speaking today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Check them out on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. Like them on Facebook and download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you have a question for the Golfie, team send them an email questions at robgolfie.com that's questions at robgolfie.com rbc economics uh laying out some pretty interesting uh statistics and projections in their housing trends and affordability report covid19 edition and it basically says that coronavirus is uh, serving as a tough but temporary blow to Canada's housing market. So let me read a a few of their uh, bullet points, and I'll get you guys to react to them. Number one, uh, the pandemic has soured the outlook almost overnight. Social distancing and the economic shock will cut home resale activity to a trickle near term. The timing and speed of the eventual rebound is uncertain. We expect property values to fall briefly, surging unemployment and the market's liquidity will compel a growing number of squeezed sellers to make price concessions. And lastly, policy response will soften the impact. Interest rate cuts, government financial support and banks offer to defer mortgage payments will help many households navigate through the storm. So number one, the pandemic has soured the outlook almost overnight and it's projecting a trickle in the near term, in terms of housing activity. And we're already seeing that, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Well, right now you're only getting the real true buyers that are buying out there. So, so the, the buyer that is looking to see if, if the right property shows up um, that wants to move, but doesn't need to to move. um, He's not out there looking anymore. Now it's just the people that need to move. And so, so the buyer pool is smaller, so you're going to have less competition on properties, um, even though there is a little bit of competition, you know, depending on, you know, if the house is priced right. But it, 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 it will have a trickle effect. There's no doubt about it, uh, Rick. Uh, it, it, like, like with all the restaurants and hotels, they're all, they're all going to suffer after all this is over. Like basically, you know, you basically told the whole world to shut down, and now there's going to be a bit of a... a uh, you know, a scare of, of people wanting to travel. 
Uh, people are going to now get used to cooking at home because the restaurants are closed and uh, the grocery stores are doing very well. There's no doubt about that because all the restaurants are closed. Um, so you're going to see lifestyles change. You're going to see um, everything change, uh, even with real estate. Now, people, like, like Phil said earlier, people are going to start you know, changing their, their homes uh, after this is over with saying, hey, I need a bigger home or I need a smaller home. But, but the trickle effect is, uh, will happen uh, where we don't know where the market's going to go, Rick. It's, it, 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 that is uh, a crystal ball I wish I had. And uh, and I and it's going to be hard to tell where what direction that's going to go. It's interesting to there's, note this report. Funny, yeah, go ahead, Phil. Funny real estate meme. There's that funny real estate meme that's been floating around, and it says every time a realtor shows a house, they need to ask, "Do you see yourself quarantining here instead of living here?" <laughs> and it just, it just made me think of that, and I just I just had to bring it up. I don't know if you've seen that, Rick. It's pretty funny. I haven't, but I can envision it, and it uh, yeah, it sounds pretty funny. Uh, before we go to break, yeah. let, let me give you uh, this uh, little tidbit of info from this RBC Economics report. It says housing activity will resume once the health crisis comes under control and authorities lift containment measures. That goes without saying, but it says the timing and speed of the recovery is uncertain at this point. We're currently penciling in early summer as the restart date we think the recovery will come in stages taking buyers up to a year to regroup and rebuild confidence amid high unemployment and it says based on these assumptions we project home resales will dive by nearly 30 percent this year in canada to a 20-year low of 350,000 units and we see the outlook improving markedly next year in most markets exponentially low interest rates strengthening job markets and bounce back in uh, immigration will generate substantial tailwind we project home resales to surge more than 40 percent to 490,000 units in 2021 and when we come back, more on this RBC Economics report, including property values. What's going to happen there? You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Our house in the middle of our street. Let's go right here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio on the line today. Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime, whether you're buying or selling. Remember, Golfie gets it sold. The phone number is 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com, at robgolfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like them on Facebook and get the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on your device. You can download it wherever you get your favorite podcast. If you have a question for the Golfie team, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. We're talking about a new RBC economics report that says the pandemic is a temporary blow to Canada's housing market. And in terms of property values, this is uh, the tidbit of info that caught my attention. In a matter of weeks or months, 
Surging unemployment and the market's liquidity will compel a growing number of squeezed sellers to make price concessions. And we project Canada's composite benchmark prices will fall briefly over the second half of 2020 by an average of 2.9% year over year. The surge in activity we expect in 2021 will tilt the scale back in favor of sellers and swing the price dynamics around. So basically, in the second half of this year, prices are going to go down. Do you do you expect that to happen? Um, I, I, I do feel that there will be an adjustment on price uh, a, a little bit later later this year, Rick, uh, just due to the fact that uh, people won't be going to their uh, jobs uh, as quickly as uh, as we want them to, or, or the, the the you know the public wishes they could to. Um, so. Uh, people that are used to making uh, good money, uh, they won't be able to uh, afford their houses on the unemployment insurance that they're getting um, to live the same lifestyle. So they're going to have to do some adjustments uh, in their lifestyle. So there will be uh, an influx of homes coming up for sale and everybody's going to be fighting for that one buyer. And and that will probably will happen sometime later this year. There's no doubt about that. There is going to be a point in time sometime later this year, may, 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 maybe in the summer, maybe in the fall, where... Uh, you know, the, the governments have provided financial assistance. Interest rates are at all-time lows. Uh, mortgages are being deferred. People are going to have, I think, the itch to move because they've been in their homes or, uh, you know, they're still employed. They want to make that move. Uh, and if, if prices do come down a little bit, there's going to be a lot of people who are thinking this is an opportunity to get into a market um, that maybe I couldn't have afforded uh, a year or a few months ago. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to open up a whole new buyer pool of affordability, especially for millennials uh, that couldn't afford and they were just, uh, you know, um, waiting and waiting and hopefully and th- this is their opportunity uh, to, to jump in the market uh, sometime uh, this year, later this year. Absolutely. The uh, the luxury market is usually the toughest sell because the, the, the number of the buyer pool is is really minuscule. Is that, has that market all but evaporated right now? Um, that no, no, that, no, that, no. that, that, that yeah. people are buying, people are buying over a million dollars, Rick. Yeah. Uh, there's no, I yeah. Mean, here's here, you know, here's our experience is, is people. And I think I said this last time is, is, you know, with the, with the crazy low interest rate, people still want to buy their dream home. And, you know, that it's still, it's still a goal of everyone to, to, you know, to buy a big, beautiful dream home. That's still going to happen. That's, that's not going to change. And, you know, and from my own experience, we, we carry a number of, you know, multi, you know, million dollar plus listings. We, we actually just sold one during the pandemic last week. On top of that, we have, you know, we're still continuing to, to show them. So, the, you know, one would think that, you know, there's, there's people that would, would shy away from them or not want to buy these, but they're still, you know, they're still being sold through this. There's a luxury home uh, realtor in New York who had a pretty uh, uh, accurate quote, I think. Uh, He says, within every real estate downturn, there lies opportunity. There are always buyers circling when people start panic selling. So he's he's seeing an opportunity, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. There, you know what? The, unfortunately, there's going to be, you know, some people that need to get rid of their, their multi-million dollar home and, and, and other people are going to be picking them up. And that, it's just the way it goes. That's, you know, that, that's the purpose of a market. That's why we follow it. And, and that's, you know, that's why, you know, like you said, there's, there's, there's going to be big opportunities for people to come out of this, whether you're an investor, a first-time home buyer, 
or somebody that's looking to buy their, their dream home. And I know one of the messages that the golfy team wants to get out there is that things are still happening, as we've heard over the last 50 minutes or so, that people are still putting their homes up for sale. I've been driving around the city. There's a lot less traffic, I'll tell you that. And I'm still seeing the, the, the golfy gets it sold, not only the billboards, but the signs on people's lawns. So there's people still out there wanting to, to buy and sell. And I think the message is you guys are still open for business. Calls are coming in. You guys are getting emails. The activity is still there. Uh, absolutely we're, we're, we're playing we're doing safe business right now rick so if somebody wanted to put their house up for sale we actually take a walk through the home uh without the homeowner there and and do a full walk through and then uh we go back to our our home and we do a a, a zoom or or a, a skype uh, face-to-face on online and talk about uh the details about their house and uh and then we have information sheets at the front door um, that's actually being sent right now as we speak to all our uh, listings uh, uh, to practice safe um, uh, showings uh, when they're going through the house, uh, uh, when, when, when buyers are going through the house uh, with their agents and everything else like that. Yeah. And I'm going ju- to jump in there. Sorry that. to cut you off, Phil, but we got to run here. Guys, thanks for, okay, well, no not coming in, but thanks for being on the show once again. <laughs> yeah. uh, have a great week. Always a pleasure, Rick. We will chat with you next Saturday at 9 right here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.